Welcome to the Radical Lifestyle Podcast, brought to you by Generation to Generation, where you will be inspired by the past, equipped for the present, and prepared for the future, as we engage in conversations with people from around the world. Hello everyone, this is Andrew and Daphne from Generation to Generation, and our guests today are Deborah and Noam Cohen. Deborah and Noam, they have been with us before, but for people that didn't hear that episode, one, we recommend they go listen to it. Uh, but two, can you just say a bit about where you're from and what you do? You go ahead. Okay. I'm, I was born in Jerusalem and I met my beloved uh, 14 years ago and we got married. She's the one who led me to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I met her. And now, well, I was in the business of tourism. Now, because of the lockdown and all this uh, coronavirus, there's no tourism in Israel, so I'm on vacation without pay. Mm-hmm. So we, we are here um, in uh, Galilee. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord has called us to come to the Galilee from Jerusalem. I'm, I'm of course, am just an American person, just American. and um, But I have a heart for, for Israel. And always the scripture just speaks of Israel, just speaks how it's his lost sheep of Israel. So when Noam and I met, um, it's amazing the journey that we've taken. But our heart is for the lost sheep of Israel and for his people to come home. Amen. We, we want to see a great Aliyah, and we believe that we are going to see a great Aliyah from the West. Right. And also we want to bring the Christians to their Jewish roots mm-hmm. and to understand what how important mm-hmm. Israel and the Jews Mm-hmm. in their walk of faith mm-hmm. mm. and for people that want to find out more about you and your ministry uh where can they do that find out more um, about you you i know you've got a bunch go of to, videos well, on they there they can just go to declaring zion international you know get on get on the internet and there we are and there's their website um also declaring zion intl at yahoo.com is our email address um, but they can look us up on Facebook, you know, we're, we're Deborah and then a space and then a capital N and then space and then Noam Cohen. Okay. And I'll put those links in the description so people can easily find those who are watching the video. So, Thank you. So you've been talking to me about you woke up one day and you had the spirit of God talk to you about the souls can you tell me what it was he said and let's talk about the journey that you have gone on in, in unpacking this well i have to admit you know how the lord just takes you by surprise sometimes when you're sitting there you think you're minding your own business and then he kind of just intercepts and says i have something i want to say that's exactly what happened sitting on my couch looking at the sea of galilee and I just hear in my spirit, don't forget the Saul's on the road to Damascus. And it, it took me back because I, I felt the heart of God on the Saul's that he, that he loves and wants to bring in um, to the kingdom and, to, and to, that they would know him. I felt it so strong but i felt the love of god for them like i have never felt okay and so i said lord talk to me and he said what are you seeing 
I said, Lord, I'm seeing such hate. I am seeing such hate. Obviously, we know the new administration in America. Um, yes, America is going to change like never before. Uh, but God also is in control. He, he, he could have prevented it. He could do anything. But what I'm seeing come out of people's mouths towards those uh, that are uh, not walking or, or that are contrary to the word of God um, is such hate and judgment and, and, and cutting them off as if they're not breathing anymore. And these people are still breathing. And that's where I feel, Andrew and Daphne, is that all the way to the last breath, there's still an opportunity. There's still an opportunity. We have no right to send anybody. Um, That's why this is what she, the revelation mm -hmm. she had. It's to remind all of us mm -hmm. that the Lord is still in control. And all these people that yeah. maybe you don't agree with them and they make you so angry yes. and frustrated, but hey, the Lord is in control. He can bring them like what happened to Saul yeah. can happen to these guys. Mm -hmm. And also it pushes us to, wait a second, aren't we supposed to tolerate our, our brothers with mm -hmm. love and kindness? In Ephesians chapter 4, in the beginning, it talks about that, mm -hmm. that we must have brotherly love and kindness. And, and even with that, Noam, I have to say mm -hmm. that it's, it's been hard. Because there's so many voices out there that it's like, uh, sometimes I just want to say silence, <laughs> silence for 30 minutes as heaven is going to be silent for 30 minutes. And let's listen to him. Let's listen to the heartbeat of God, the father that doesn't want anybody to perish. And we don't know how the Lord is going to orchestrate. I mean, Saul, obviously everybody was, scared spitless of him no kidding you know and he was on his journey you know he was the the bad guy and he was on his journey to continue to arrest and throw into prison and and death and everything else against against the christians threatening but also moving in it but lo and behold and this man knew Torah, he knew Tanakh. I mean, he studied under Gamaliel. He knew the scriptures. But when the Lord intercepted, and there's the word I want us to learn how to pray. Lord, intercept the Psalms. So like you did to the Psalm. So Deborah, do you think that maybe this takes a step back even more than that into the hearts of people? I mean... You know, we were reading this morning. I was just you, thinking about this. You were just thinking yeah. about that? Assuming that we're thinking the same thing yeah, from I'm this morning. Yeah, I think we're thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. About, you know, when he says, love those that hate you, that despitefully yeah. use you. And I mean, everything about our attitude to our enemies yeah. is a very proactive action. It isn't just love them. It's a very proactive action. You know, I was... Well, and it, and it says... You know, we can all, we can love those who love us. Mm. We can pray for those who pray for us. That's easy. Almost, right. so what? Anyone can do that. But it's loving those who hate you and praying for those that hate you. That's what 
should in theory set us apart as as believers is that we are offering ourselves to those who despise and hate us of course what that is a part yeah what inhibits people very often i think beyond their attitude is their fear Mm. you know i remember um i had something to do with richard bernbrandt who was um in prison in romania solitary confinement 14 years and he said the love that he saw from Christians towards their jailers, to those who were torturing them, mm-hmm. to those who were persecuting him, he said mm-hmm. that love surpassed anything he saw in the church in the West. And I thought, that's when wow. we would say rubber hits the road. I mean, well, uh, yeah, Daphne. Right. And, and we see here that what's happening is that fear, insecurity, and anger, because of the situation of the corona, had unbalanced not only the non-spiritual people, but also the spiritual people. And because of that, they are overwhelmed with that, and they suddenly forgot, oh, they are supposed to love your enemy, Mm -hmm. you know? So, again, it's the feeling. But this is very basic that we said, if you wish to follow your choice and deny yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is such a basic scripture that we all have to really be ingrained in, in ourselves, mm-hmm. that if we don't deny ourselves, then what happens is that we focus on our feelings mm-hmm. and not on the Lord, not on the scripture, like we said, that we are supposed to be tolerate to our mm-hmm. brothers. Mm-hmm. And not only that, even with the election, um, disappointment, of course, there's mass disappointment yeah. because there was four years that the church could really grow and be prepared for what is coming, really be prepared for what is coming. Mm-hmm. And my heart is, Okay, this is an opportunity. Everything is coming against the church, Christians, uh, those who call in the name of the Lord. But what an opportunity to manifest the love of the Lord when people are screaming at you, you know, when people are uh, threatening you. What an opportunity. And I don't think the West has been prepared. I don't think the church has been prepared for it. Right, right. And there is kind of a resistance mm-hmm. to, to go through this uh, new pace, new phase of uh, turbulation mm-hmm. that we actually, as the scripture said, we're supposed to be uh, happy in turbulation mm-hmm. because turbulation brings patience and that brings character and so on and that brings hope. So we are supposed to be able to withstand and even looking mm-hmm. forward to turbulation, but there is such a resistance mm-hmm. and that comes from fear and insecurity mm-hmm. and not really grounded in our walk of faith. And it's brought what we have found that has brought much division. And Noam said something to me the yeah. other day. I said that division leads to separation. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it. Yeah, and so one of the things that we are praying it's in, again, it's Ephesians 4, I think, verse 16. It talks about unity of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, President Biden was talking about unity, but he was speaking about Republican and Democratic. But we are speaking about unity of all the Christians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Messianic Jews mm-hmm. to walk together as one. Mm-hmm. You know, this- so this is where our heart is. Yeah, they're running after Saul's. If we stop and really think who Saul was, 
what he was doing. I mean, he'd already um, been part of of the martyrdom of Stephen. I mean, oh. he, the, the, the you, you can't... It's difficult to get inside what it must have felt like to the other apostles, what it must have been like to them. And Barnabas, bless his heart, he went right out there. Um, for him but I remember a friend of ours in Indonesia who works with Muslims and he said go after the most fanatical the most radical the most out there because he said when you win them they will be the same for the kingdom and that is what happened with with Saul you say if you've got a radical they'll be radical for the kingdom of God but if you get if you get anonymous a nominal Muslim, there'll be a nominal Christian. So as deep as they went, as deep as they went into the dark side, yes. how deep they will go into the kingdom of light. Mm. Exactly. You know, as, as, yes. it, From one extreme to another. Yes. So these ones. Because these, yeah. These because so- these people are intense. Sorry. Yeah. No, it, no, it's that, okay. No. That, that's, that's what really is important, that our walk is intense. It's not lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it's intense on one side, it will be intense on the other, 180 degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we don't run after them, it, it we are we are not only I mean I had to say this properly. We're not only denying them the opportunity that God may put us in our way of changing their eternal destiny, but we're also potentially robbing the the kingdom. Of yes. the Pauls who went out and... Ch- oh, and- my gosh. Not only that, when we think about Paul, okay, that's that's his Roman name, okay? But his Hebrew name is Shaul, Saul. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, and, and when he explained the scripture, when he expounded on the scripture, it was all revealing Yeshua in the Tanakh. It was all, everything that he learned, it... it it was like the bell came off and he could literally, like yeah. Noam said. He embarrassed yes. the Jews in Damascus because he proved to them that Yeshua was the Messiah. And it wasn't from obviously the Bret Hadashah, the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. It wasn't written. But here it was. And I looked at Noam. I said, Noam, this is amazing because there are souls here in the land. There are souls here in the land, but there's also souls in every nation. But right now, our emphasis really, really is towards America right now because the voices have become so, I mean, there's controversy, okay, over the vaccine. People are being separated from one another and they both call on the name of the Lord. Uh, Division, division, division. And Satan just... He just does cartwheels because he didn't, he didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And, and, I, and I see one of the reasons for that, again, that we don't have patience. Oh, he doesn't think like me, he's out. Mm-hmm. That shows really a lack of patience, one of the things, lack of maturity. Mm-hmm. When someone doesn't think like you, that's it, he's out. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to be tolerant again, like I said. Yeah. And always to remember that even those, even if that person is evil and wrong mm-hmm. but the lord still if that person repents and really go back to the law then he will be saved well, and all the evil things that he did will not be counted 
Mm. We forget, I think, sometimes where we have come from. Yeah. We, yeah. we forget. Exactly. We, we prostituted him. We, yeah. we were those that, that, that caused him to have to sacrifice his life. We forget that we, maybe it might look differently and we may think, oh, well, we weren't as bad as Saul. Maybe we may think like that. But we're in the same boat as Saul. You know, I, this is kind of an example of mine of going after the Saul in a, in a different context. But, you know, whenever I see a child or a young person who's getting in a lot of trouble um, and they're, you know, they're in trouble at school, they're in college and all the rest of it, something in me rises up and I go after them. I'm like, oh, no, Satan, you don't. And, and I make it my mission, and I have many of them in my life now, to go after them. I mean, there was one child, and he actually hated me because I was continually pulling him back and disciplining him. This was in a church setting. And I thought, no, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Anyway, long story short, I would take him out for coffee and tell him stories of our travels. And I ended up taking him um, on a trip to Scotland with me in the end. But I think... I know that's just a tiny, tiny glimpse, but I think it takes that sort of determination and intentionality and strategy and saying, you know, whatever it takes, whether you hate me for it, you love it for me, I'm going after you and I'm not stopping. Yeah. So that that's just a silly example in a way, but it's, it is what it takes, I think. Right, absolutely. And one of the scriptures that always convicts me it's, a, it's, it's no longer I who live, but Yeshua lives in me. So if I put in, ingrained in that, then, oh, would Yeshua think like that? Or would Yeshua act like that? And if you think from that perspective, you would be so convicted. It's amazing when I stop and I think about Saul, who is, when his Roman name is Paul, um, when I think about what he must have went through himself, knowing what he did, you know, really, really knowing what he did in that, I'm sure that everywhere he went, people had already heard about the bad things. But look at this man of God. I love this scripture, you guys. First Corinthians 9.22. I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. That truly was Saul Paul. That truly, truly was his walk. And he knew, he knew the atrocities that were coming after the early believers. He, he knew it. But in the end, he could still comfort them. He could say, I was one of them. But look what God has done in my life. Don't forget the ones like me that were on. You know, we're 47 miles from Damascus, right here where we sit. We're 47 miles from Damascus. Is the Lord going to remind Noam and I all the time? My heart is, Lord, never let us count people out. Hmm. Never let us get to that place where we say, well, it's, 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 they're, they're, they're gone. There's, there's no hope for them. Please, Lord, don't ever let us with all the noise and things that are going on and the voices that are going on and angry and angry about the elections. And I, I no man, I always yeah. look at each other and say, wait just a moment. God is above all this. 
There is a reason. What is the Lord saying with all of this? What is he saying about that? What does he say about this? Mm -hmm. And I just think we need to get back to basics. And that is the harvest of souls. And and we see it in, in the story of Saul that what happened to him, actually his perception has changed. Yeah, and, and that started with eyesight. Mm-hmm. You see, he was blind. It was like three days he was out. I think those three days, it was time for him mm-hmm. to really repent, go inside, view his life, you know. And then it's like he was in his own jail. And then when he got his sight back, suddenly he saw things from the spiritual perception. Mm-hmm. And that's what we as believers need to mm-hmm. look at, yeah. at the world. At all times. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, we sometimes people will, will think about the worst case scenarios. Who are the worst people that you can think about? People that have caused mass genocide. Yeah. Or, you know, you can we can all think of names of people like that who are of such a level of acting out pure evil that you either you think there's no way that person can change there's no way that person could get saved or maybe even someone's in some way linked to it maybe a family member was affected by that person and you maybe even don't want them there's something in you says i don't want that person mm-hmm. uh getting saved like or jonah. Having, like a jonah situation yeah and uh, so sometimes it can be hard to grasp the reality that that God's love has no boundaries. That He's, you know, Jesus came to seek and save everyone, to give everyone the opportunity. But what, yeah. what would you say to people who who think about those people who are just so that you think they're just so far gone, or even maybe are struggling with? But that person affected my family in such a horrendous way. I almost don't want them to have that opportunity. Andrew, I think Noam and I would do this. I think we would send everyone to Acts chapter 9. Really, I think we would. Because we've all been hurt. We've all had atrocities happen to us. But I think what Noam is saying, we got to get down to where, wait just a moment. Souls are being lost. We are here to express the love of the Lord and to share the gospel. And if it happened to Saul, if it happened, think of all the families he affected. It, it must have been atrocious, the families he affected. Mm. But again, the Lord saw him as a whole man. And also that family you were talking about, mm. there's always another side that we need to think of is why did it happen to us? Mm. What does the Lord want us mm. to learn from it? You see, it's not just about that person and whether he will be saved in the future or not, but how did the Lord use him? You see, the Lord was saying, I will use Saul for my purpose. You see, Lord, the Lord is using also the king of Babel. Mm -hmm. He used for he called him my servant. Yeah. You know, so he's using those guys also, non-believers, for his purpose in order for us to solidify our walk of faith. Mm. So we cannot solidify our walk of faith when everything is going dandy. Mm -hmm. So when we have difficulties, why suddenly do we cry? In Job chapter 2, verse 10, one of my favorite, the Job is saying we can indeed accept good from God. Why can't we accept adversities, hard times? 
Because there is a purpose also in hard times. And that's what we need to understand, that actually we grow spiritually through hard times. Yeah. You know, I used to struggle when people say, love the lost. You know, I, I would say like, I'd look out my window and go, I don't know. I don't know the people in that car. How how am I meant to love them? I mean, how I love people I know. I cannot actually. Not that you had anything against these no, people. You just didn't. I have. How do I love this person? Got love for them. I mean, I, you give me somebody in front of me. I I love them, but love the lost. That phrase really bothered me. And then one yeah. day, I heard um, it was Jesse Duplantis actually talking about a visit to heaven he had. And and God was showing him round and he said, oh, you know, this is Moses and this is this person, this is this person. And and he he was saying hello to them all. Uh, Jesus was showing him round. And then he looked at Jesus and saw tears in his eyes. And he said, what's the matter? And Jesus said, no, no, it's okay. And here's John, say hello, you know, and carrying on. And he said, but Jesus, you have tears in your eyes. And Jesus said, it's okay. He said, no, what can I do? And Jesus said to him, there is nothing you can do. He said, the worst day ever is coming for me. And so Jesse said to him, but you went to the cross, you went down to hell. How can the worst day ever be coming? What is that day? And Jesus said to him, the day is coming when I look at the my creation that I love and have to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And, you know, in that moment, I thought, Everything goes back to Jesus. This isn't about me loving the lost or me going after them. It's about me loving Jesus so much that I want to spare him that pain on that day when he looks at the souls and looks at these people and his heart is broken because he has to say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. And you know, that story changed my life. It's all about Jesus. It's not about the lost. It's about Jesus. And now I can look out and I can look at a car and somebody in it. I go, Jesus, what can I do to spare yeah. you that pain on that day? Yeah. Right. But we need also to remember that those who are lost sometimes don't know that they are lost, mm-hmm. that they are deceiving themselves. In Matthew chapter 7, that scripture that he said, I never knew you. You perform miracles in my name. You cast out demons in my name. So they had faith. And the Holy Spirit was there. And yet, Yeshua is saying, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. So those people who did all that, they were sure that they were walking in faith. Mm-hmm. You see, so it really is only about doing his will. We see it in the scriptures before that. Yeah. Only those who do the will of my Father. And I also think this is a season, too, of us examining our own walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, never before. I mean, with coronavirus, with the elections, right. with what's going on here in Israel. That's a whole other story. What's going on here in Israel? A lot of stories. But at the same time, it's like in the midst of it, because there's so much pressure. It is. It is. It's the examining yourself. Lord, where am I at? Where am I at with you, Lord? Every feast actually does that. When we follow the feasts of the Lord, every feast has you examine yourself and and also to know the timeline of his plan and purpose. It's powerful. But can I say one thing about 
Saul Paul. I call him Saul Paul. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want him to lose his um Hebrew identity, his, his Jewish identity. But one of the scriptures that Noma and I were talking about was in Acts 9, 16. This is the Lord. Whenever I see it in red, it's like I start saluting. I start saluting. It's like put my back up straight, I'm ready. And actually it's in 15, I should say. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. So the lost sheep of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Are we ready for that? I mean, are we really ready in the red, Yeshua saying this, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Mm. Are we ready? Are we in a season where the Lord is going to say things are going to get very uncomfortable? But even though the uncomfortableness, I want you to go and extend my love and go and extend what I did with Saul on the road to Damascus. I mean, I, I love it. It's like, so, so why are you persecuting me? Well, guess what's happening right now in America? Mm. Believers are being persecuted all over the world. But now it's hit America. Now it's hit America. And he says, I, Yeshua, whom you are persecuting, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. Arise and go into the city. We are at the most amazing time if we grasp what the Lord is saying in this hour. Yeah. I think people are crying out and they don't know they're crying out. Um, I right. think I've quoted this on another um, podcast, but um, there was um, a friend of ours and he was in America and he saw all these rebel these young people, I was going to say rebellious young people, but they were all these young people and they were out on the streets with their placards and they were crying, justice, justice. And it was probably um, the Black Lives Matter movement around that time. And um, Jesus said to him, what do you see? And he said, Excuse me, I see young people out there with their placards. He said, no, what do you see? And he looked, said, well, they're all shouting for justice. And he said, what do you see? He said, I don't know what I see. What do you see? And he said, they are crying for my return. They're crying for justice. They're crying for my return. And I thought, the souls, these people, they are looking for his return. I mean, Saul yeah. was Saul was you know he he thought he was doing the right thing. Exactly, yeah. he thought he was doing yeah. the right thing. So, you know, it, it is when we get down to it. Jesus was called a friend. Friend means relationship of publicans and sinners. That's who he was okay. a friend of, and um, I think at the end of the day, it's are we prepared to be friends with these people? Yeah. Yes. True. Yes. True. And, the, and you know, you guys, this is amazing because through all this is what's been happening. I finally understand the scripture. When there is so much whirlwind of going on with uh, division and this, and the virus, and the elections, and the vaccine, and you're, it's like a whirlwind. Now I'm understanding 
why the Lord said the harvest is great, but the workers are few because people get so caught up away from what God's plan is away from what he is desiring. He wants these people to have a relationship with him. As you said in the beginning, that was the whole purpose for God to love the world. And I, in my heart, and I know Noam's heart, and I know your guys's heart is that we have to come to where he is and what he has in his heart for the lost and dying, because he wants a relationship. The Lord himself wants a relationship, Daphne, as you said. Right. He wants it. Right. He wants it. So this is a crucial time. Right. And now I understand why the workers are few, because people get caught up in everything there is. Right. And, and they don't put the Lord first. Yeah. They put their feelings of fear, anger, insecurity. Politics. First. Let's just say the word. I, I have no problem yes. saying that. And politics. Politics. Yeah. I, we pray for our leaders. We want, the, we want the best. But if you get so consumed yeah. with all of the conspiracy theories that are in voices, the Lord's saying, wait just a moment. Wait. I need workers. <laughs> I need workers for the lost sheep that I long to have a relationship with. Right. We forget that before becoming, before we are uh, Republican or Democratic, we are Christians mm -hmm. first. That's the problem. It's our identity, kingdom. our identity mm -hmm. is sometimes really, it's mm -hmm. different, is what we say. But yeah. it's a be our identity is in him yes yeah yeah it's it's interesting you know you talk about this this unity and the, like say i mean we're falling out over everything and yeah. although this other stuff is going on around us what he's asked us to do hasn't changed even in the circumstances we're in now he still has asked us to do these things to reach out to others to make disciples uh, to be light in the darkness um, he's still yeah. asking us to do these things, but it seems like we've all been so caught up, especially yeah. in this exactly. season, or with all this stuff happening around us, that it's almost like the stuff he's asked us to continue to do has been put on the back burner. And how many souls have we missed? How many souls that we have just not seen because we're so caught up in it, Andrew? And I think that's where my heart Grieves, and I know it's Gnome's heart is grieving, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm saying to everybody, let the Lord, he is, he's the God of the possibilities. You know, he does all things. I believe there's going to be souls are going to be intercepted in this hour, in this hour because of the Lord's love for them and the purpose he has in this hour. Right. <clears throat> but we need, on the other hand, to renew our mind. Mm -hmm. As the scriptures that allow in Romans 12, 2, do not be like the world, but change mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. So that's so important. The renewing of the mind is like going to the basics or mm -hmm. focusing on the feast or Israel. So it always helps you to renew your mind and mm -hmm. then... You became detached from the world. And the word, and the word, the word is a mirror. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we read the word, all of a sudden you see you, and you see the big log in your eye. So can you remember, you told me a story about someone 
excuse me, being a bit vague here, who went after someone and they didn't mind because they said, how much do you have to hate me? Oh, to boy. Not... Can um, you remember that one? Because it was so powerful. Yeah, I might have this little vague... Uh, I, I try to remember, but basically there was a guy who's not a Christian. Actually, I believe he's Jewish, uh, a secular Jew, I, I believe. And someone came up to him on the street. He was a celebrity. Um, someone randomly saw him on the street and went, went up to him and gave him a Bible um, and you know, said, I, you know, I felt God said to give you this Bible. God bless you. Um, said something about his faith in, in Jesus and in Yeshua and then left uh, and walked away. But this celebrity uh, went on to... Um, he did a video basically talking about this engagement that he had with this person and basically saying that he had no problem with it because he said at the end of the day, this guy, for him, to show ultimate love was to try to reach out to him on an eternal perspective to try and save his soul that he would live for eternity with the father, come into a relationship with Jesus. He said, so I don't have a problem with this with him doing that with me he said because at the end of the day if you really think about it how much do you actually have to hate someone to not tell them that if you ultimately think that that's the key to their eternal destiny their soul to come into a loving relationship with the father with jesus how much do you have to hate them not to tell them about it wow wow, wow. that's the, that that's that's a showstopper that yeah. that story is a showstopper it makes you stop and think lord what's what's coming forth out of me mm. yeah i mean it's and yeah and we see really uh, things that come out things that were under the carpet mm -hmm. that things come out and suddenly these people that you were so trusting for a long time suddenly you see new things about them and that cause suddenly a separation a mm -hmm. division and you see, that's one of the things that we need to remember this coronavirus with all its mm -hmm. negative things. There is such a positive effect that it takes out all the things that we didn't take care of. Mm -hmm. They were under the carpet, they mm -hmm. were hidden, and then suddenly they are revealed. Mm -hmm. And they must be revealed because otherwise yeah. you don't deal with them. It's a blockage and there's disciples to, to raise up. And I told Noam, I wanted him to look at the the word um, disciple, uh, Talmud in Hebrew, and disciples is Talmudim. Yes. And in the midst of it is study. Study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself approved in this hour. And I, I'm, I'm just, my heart is, I'm directing everybody to Acts chapter nine. That's where I am right now, is directing everybody. Um, center your focus on your relationship with the Lord and his love for people. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I just had a thought before we finish. If we think of, of someone who we think has done something absolutely awful, like you said, um, I don't know, massacres think, or think whatever. Think of the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario. And you're walking down the street and there is that person and you see this mm -hmm. big truck rolling down the hill and that person goes to step in front of the truck. I think for just about everybody, their instinct, their motive would be to go and push them out the way. It, it, you would forget everything they'd done. Some Something in you just drives you and shout out, this truck's coming. You so would, you would hope so. 
Well, yeah. I think in most people it, it would, because you would forget all the rest. You'd just see a person who was about to get mown down by a truck, mm. generally. And I think we forget there's a truck coming down the road. That's a good word. There yeah. is a truck yeah. coming down the road. And we we need to push them out the way. We need to, you know, we're not going to stand there and go, well, now you you did all these things and you did that and come on, truck, I'm going to watch you be yeah. and I'm going to rejoice when you... There is a truck coming down the road and we can see it coming. We know it's coming and we are mandated by God to go and push them out the way. Now, when you push that man out the way and presuming it's a man, you're putting your life at risk because you could get knocked over by that truck too. You could get knocked over. But since when, since when are we told to preserve our life in, and, and let someone else go? Now, I say this sometimes. I say this sometimes. And um, I think I mean it. I think I mean it. You know, if if someone comes in with a gun into the house, right, I can shoot them and send them to hell or they can shoot me. I can go and be with Jesus and they can still have an opportunity to know him. And I would like to believe that in that circumstance, I would not be firing back, but they would have an, a longer opportunity to get to know Jesus rather than I send someone to hell. And I think we have lost a vision of hell. I think... We have, you know, we talk about heaven and all the rest of it, but we have lost any vision of eternity, lake of fire, and who would we want to be part of sending no. there? Not even our worst enemy, we would want it. Not even if our worst enemy, we no. would ever want to see that. And I, but I, I really feel that the Lord is really moving a lot of a lot of believers. And he's starting to shift things in the right direction and getting this pointed to the right direction. Absolutely. And um, I just, I just definitely, Andrew, I just feel it because it's so strong in us right now. And what we're doing here in Israel, I mean, what we're doing here in Israel is, I, I don't want to say too much, but it's unprecedented of how the spirit of God is moving in our area mm. yeah. well we are thankful we're thankful that you're there we're thankful for our relationship with you and maybe one day we'll be doing a podcast right from that room where you are but <laughs> overlooking the sea of galilee over yeah. the sea of galilee and so as we finish um no do you think you could pray for the souls and pray for the workers who will run and risk their lives and push them out the way of that truck that is coming so fast. Okay. Elohim, Elohim Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Elohim Shabbashamayim, Ani mitpalel lekola nocerim, lekola maaminim beyoshua, shememash makrivim et atzmam, bishvil kol ele shelo roim et aderech, lo roim, pashut lo roim, veem uchanim, לקחת את הסיכון ולהזיז אותם הצידה ולהראות להם את הדרך תוך כדי לקחת סיכון על עצמם. אבא, אני מתפלל לכל אלה שממש מקריבים מעל ומעבר, אבא, 
תחזק אותם רבה ותגן עליהם. בשם יהושע המשיח, אני מתפלל ומבקש. אמן. דברה, נועם, תודה רבה על ההזדמנות coming talking with us we appreciate it and i know we'll have you back again anyway but but thank you so much yeah. and again for people listening go to the description there's links to go and find these guys so i recommend you do that so thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you god bless thank you for listening to this episode if it inspired you please rate us and subscribe on apple or google podcasts spotify or another podcast platform